Blog Talk Radio.
a massive movement is going on. Melanin is being destroyed. But the system of white supremacy says, I will be able, by offering grants, I will be able by offering jobs, to tell you that you are the cause of the death of black people. I'll be doing it, but I'll make you focus on yourself and try to figure out how you can destroy one another. I'll do it to you in Rwanda. I'll set up the Hutu and I'll set up the Tutsis. I will give each group all the weapons they need. And I say, now I have taught you to hate your melanated selves. Now you fight each other. I'll do it to you on the streets in Los Angeles. I'll set up one group the Crips and another group the Bloods. I'll set up all kind of Muslim groups and say, fight each other. I know I can get you to do it because I have programmed you for thousands of years to hate black. But if we don't see that this war is on the table, we will go off focusing on something else altogether and the slaughter will continue. So I say, and I know you've heard me say this before, that when I say that the system of racism, white supremacy, is the critical thing that we must focus on because that is what is waging war against us. The white people came up with a plan some years back, Global 2000 in which they said it's too many people of color on this planet. By the year 2000, it's necessary to get rid of two billion. They are about business. They are about serious business, removing as they deem necessary the people of melanin on this planet. If we do not understand and make an analysis that this is fundamental, it is this dynamic that is taking us out. Everything that we look at, everything else, I believe, and I could be wrong, but as it comes to me, it will be in vain. Everything that we are studying is important. Everything that we look at has high-level significance. But if we are not understanding this massive war and what is at stake, I believe we will not be able to apply our energy force in a laser-type manner so that we really begin to neutralize the war that is coming at us. To me, it is critically essential for us to develop or to articulate a new world order of And greetings, everybody. That was the late, great, legendary psychiatrist, my hero, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, breaking it down for you. 
I hope you heard her. They mean business. We better start meaning business, too. It is Thursday, March 2nd, 2016. I first want to thank uh, my guest on my last show. I missed last week, but the week before, I believe, uh, was the week before, I had on the CEO and founder of Chicago's New Musical Renaissance, Mopetta Jazz Chicago, which is on 72nd, 75th and Phillips, 75th South Phillips. Every Friday at 7 o'clock, I had the founder, CEO, Brother Darius Lawrence on with us. We had a great conversation, great information, and uh, some great things to come from that beautiful, beautiful club. You've got to get there, and I'm going to talk more about that later on. I also had as a guest uh, a performer who's been there and all over the world, actually a world-renowned saxophonist, Brother Audley Reed. I want to thank them both for coming on uh, and giving me the opportunity to have another great show. Moving on today, I tell you, by the way, if anybody wants to call in, and I hope you do, uh, 718-664-9513. 718-664-9513. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Definitely, definitely not the dumbest. I think I'm above average. But I pay attention. And, you know, I, I read uh, papers. I watch the news. I, I search for information. I don't just take it on the surface. Uh, I follow up stories and look up online to see if there's, if it matches uh, what else I'm reading. Sometimes you read stories on uh, social media, and then you go and do some research and find out that it's a fraudulent site, that it's a, a uh, BS site. But anyway, but I do pay attention. And I have some uh, strong feelings about things, and, and I express them. And I'm open-minded to others also, so long as it make some kind of sense to reality and common sense. But you can't just bring in anything because I'll just have questions. We can talk about it, but, you know, we'll, we'll, I tell you, some people uh, just have angles that I just don't understand and I cannot relate to, but I have mine and those are the ones I live by. But I'm open-minded to uh, others' opinions, and if somebody comes along with something, they bring something that's worthy of me to embrace, and I can adjust and I can absorb that. It only makes me a better person. But anyway, I was reading an article a couple of days ago, and it really just got me to shake my head again. It's this this self-genocide that's going on amongst us, amongst black people. And for all of you people who want to sit up there and tell me, well, you know, white people kill white folks too, or just as many uh, white people kill their own. Oh, uh, look, I get all that. Tough shit. That ain't what I'm talking about. We will let them deal with that. I'm talking about black on black. Now, what other people do with theirs ain't got a damn thing to do with what I'm talking about. We have a damn problem. And quit trying to water it down by saying that other people are doing the same damn thing, okay? All right. Just wanted to get that out. So, Chicago in February. 43 killed, 187 shot. Triple the amount of last year, 2015. Okay, let me repeat that. 43 people were killed. 187 they tried to kill. We say shot. 43 were murdered. 187 attempted murder. Ain't nobody trying to shoot nobody to wound. Okay, so those are people who they tried to kill that survived. Look at it like that. You know, we 
are so zombie like we have absorbed this poison that has been put out there for us with various tools you know they use the music they use the television they use the movies uh, they use the uh, the lapidated school system and, and 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 dance around that until they're trying to do something for it but they uh, are doing nothing for it hell I have solutions to basic uh, the school situation which I'll talk about that nobody's talking about but 43 killed and 187 shot, or they tried to kill, in February. Now, that's insanity. That is, that is uh, emergency. Something has to happen. We've been saying that, but nothing is happening. Same old ring around the rosy. But you know what the first thing people talk about? Gun control. we got to get the guns off the street. Oh, we just too many guns. These automatic weapons, these weapons, how, how do they get these weapons? Uh, it's just too many of them out there. They, they have gun buyback programs where if you bring a gun to the police station, they'll give you a, uh, you know, a, a, a gift card for 50 to $100, whatever it is, like you're going to bring them their, your, your Glock. Like you ain't going to go down there and bring that little dirty-ass something that you ain't even thinking about using no more. So it's political bullshit. They talk about gun control, gun control, get guns off the streets, even though we have trains in Chicago that stop right there on 61st and Normal. I know about it. I got it firsthand. Well, not firsthand, but somebody who has witnessed this. And it's organized. Guns were stolen off the train. It's documented. This happened months ago in Chicago. Freight train stops. Whoever jumps on, takes the guns. Now, who left the door open? Who had the combination? Who had the key to the lock? Why weren't things locked and secured? I don't know. But they were stolen off the train. I haven't heard anything about it since then. But they talk about guns on the street. Okay. Here's the problem. This is a mental problem. This is not a gun problem. This is a person behind the gun that's pulling the trigger problem. Guns don't jump up and pull their own damn trigger. Mentally ill people are doing that. We have a mental problem. There's too many guns on the street. There's not enough mental clinics on the street. The mental health clinics, it's documented, has been closed down. I know in Chicago for a fact and probably everywhere they follow the same pattern because they're all in this together. This wicked satanic system. They close the mental health clinics, but they talk about guns on the street. Look, if if they're not going to deal with the mental problem here, I'm talking about from preschool to at least 12th grade and beyond that, but starting in preschool, if they're not going to deal with the mental problem, and so many people have this problem and don't even realize it, they're going with the flow. They consider themselves being entertained at the same time they're being psyched and programmed to fall right into this system that has been produced, designed, and directed by a wicked system in this United States of America. How the kids go to school, kindergarten, what's the first thing they do? Stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Ain't that a bitch? Stand up and your kids, kindergarten, five, six years old, are pledging to a wicked system. 
that is doing this to them. Put their hand on their heart. Remember telling my son, I said, you know what? You can stand up and you can put your hand in your heart, but don't you say a word. Don't you say a word. If you if you don't want to feel out of, out of line or out of place, you can, you can stand up and put your hand on your heart, but don't you repeat that. Don't you repeat that. Don't you say that. You don't play on the pledge of pledge allegiance or something as wicked as the system of this country. Nope. This, but this is, this is how they start programming, programming them at an early age. Singing the Star Spangled Banner. Are you kidding me? The home of the free and the land of the brave? A lot of cowards. That's what I'm seeing. A lot of wicked supremacists, satanic individuals that we're singing these songs for and we're pledging to. It's a damn shame. How about when our kids go to school and preschool, kindergarten, and throughout, they are presented with particular situations that may have to cause them to critically think and to check their anger and to have like a conflict resolution type of uh, seminar, maybe a role play, maybe explain it to them as the day goes on that uh, things may happen, people may say things, and teaching them how to deal with that, how to absorb that, and how to go on and not make that into an issue to where you want to kill somebody. Our kids need critical thinking, anger management, and conflict resolution. They don't need no damn trigonometry. They don't really even need algebra unless math is the path they want to take, and that's optional. Should be, but they have that stuff required. Requirements should be something that's going to deal with the mental state of mind of these kids, something to counter the bullshit that's put out there that they absorb to create these type of minds that we're dealing with, these zombie-fied mentalities. The, 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 people have been, and our youth who grew up to be adults are totally desensitized. No compassion, no feeling. Their eyes are blank. You look at them on the way to get ready to get a gun. Step on their foot and you know it's all over. Nobody's talking about the mental problem. People want to say, well, it starts at home. It's the parents. Well, don't get me started on that. Well, see, because the parents are kids, too. So we can't just say it's the parents and stop there. we got to go a whole lot further than that. The parents are kids, too, and in a lot of cases, the damn grandparents are kids, too. We're sitting here having 15, not 15, but 30-year-old, 35-year-old grandparents, 50-year-old great-grandparents. And these great-grandparents never came out of their childhood. Now, I'm not talking about everybody. See, don't trip again. Don't, don't start that crap. I'm not talking about everybody. And neither was Bill Cosby. And I'll get to that in a minute. Talking about everybody. We are talking about an element within this who is causing this problem. Nobody's talking about all. There are some great, great people. We have great people among us. Greatness. But I'm talking about something that has to be fixed. 
Okay, you all, I'm back. I don't know what happened, but uh, maybe Big Brother's listening. Uh, I am, uh, I had. I got dropped, the phone line dropped. It happened to drop as soon as a particular caller came in, so I don't know if uh, that has anything to, thing to do with anything. But I am back, and uh, the show will go on. I was talking about uh, the state of our youth, the state of us, and the self-genocide, and uh, that we need to have this addressed. We have... Everybody's talking about the gun problem, the gun problem. You can't fix it like that. And I was also saying that I'm not talking about all kids and all of us. I'm talking about an element within us that needs to be fixed. When you take your car to the shop and it's got a transmission problem, you don't want the mechanic saying, oh, well, hey, you know, but the engine is fine. you got good tires on here. Man, you want that transmission fixed. We need to fix the problem. And we have a serious problem. Our kids need, and this is why I don't understand these educators, all these teachers, Arnie Duncan, who was the uh, Secretary of Education who recently resigned and went to Chicago to talk about the violence, didn't say a damn word about dealing with the mental problem and maybe getting these kids into some type of conflict resolution, anger management, critical thinking to counter what they've learned, to counter what these various media outlets instilled in them to counter the image that is projected about us all over the world. And we wonder why they look at us and treat us the way that they do. Anybody wants to chime in? 718 Press the number one on your keypad so I know you want to get in. I'll let you in and say what you want to say, however you want to say it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bigger uh, problem than just guns. It is a mind problem, a mental problem. Until that's worked on, uh, there's no possibility. Is there hope? Yeah, well, there's always hope. Hope don't mean a damn thing. You can hope anything you want. Is there a possibility? Nope. Not until you deal with the mental problem. Now, we also have, uh, you know, not just... The people, we, we have the police uh, who continue to do. I tell you, uh, like I say, while we were being entertained and so forth and going to Sunday school and all that, you know, these KKK were infiltrating the law enforcement, the court system, the school system, everything else that, 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 that controls uh, whatever it is we want to do. They are in there. They are in there. That KKK mentality, that white supremacist mentality is in there, making it bad for some great cops because there are some great cops. Most of them are. But there's that element that are doing what you see on the news lately for the past quite a while. Oh, We're going to pay for having this black president is what they're saying. You want your black president? Okay, here's something for your black president. And they are proceeding to kill us on videotape and lie about it. Whole system. There's a lady by the name of Lori Lightfoot who is the so-called leader of Chicago police reforms. Now, she has been appointed by that skunk-ass mayor, Rahm Emanuel. So who who in the hell is going to appoint somebody that's going to be to the disinterest of of, of their corruption? So who's going to be for for, uh, looking into, you know, the core of the corruption? 
Well, Lori Lightfoot was on a black talk station, WELN, I listen, I listen to sometimes some of the shows. And, you know, she was being interviewed, and all she was talking about was, oh, well, the police, we're going to do new training. Uh, and, new, and, and that just really, those two words there just blew me up. Whatever else she said, it didn't really matter. What's all she didn't say, she never mentioned anything about racism. Racism that wasn't even a part of the conversation. She said nothing about the racist mentality of these cops. But cops need more training. Bullshit. Cops don't need no damn training. Are you kidding? They had the same training as all these good cops, good cops who serve and protect and do the right thing. What kind of training do you give a racist supremacist bigot? What, type, what kind of training do you do to teach a person to not be a racist swine? So don't don't play this game. Don't believe the hype. The Chicago police reform BS to Lori Lightfoot is in charge of. Now, she may be a good person, but say she's simply part of the system. If she was appointed by Rahm Emanuel, she is a part of the system. Whenever you talk about training uh, after a police has killed somebody in cold blood, training? Damn, what, don't they have a damn police academy? I'm going to bring on the caller, and uh, I'll, I'll pick it up. From, I, I still got to go into Trump and Hillary and uh, uh, Michelle Alexander and some so forth and so on, and Republican circus and, oh, man, Obama. Uh, so, look, we're going to uh, bring on the caller. We're going to bring I know who this is. This is a, the host of uh, Monday Evenings, Real People from the Hood. Uh, he's a part of our uh, we're, We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. Host of Real People from the Hood, Brother Jimmy Williams. How you doing, Brother Jim? Keith, how you doing, man? You, you doing great. Tonight, how you been? Bro? You are smoking tonight. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I need something to smoke after all this, man. This is just so much going on. Man, there's well, so much I, I, I'm going to add a couple of pieces of wood to your fire because um, you, you're in Texas, and this just came about. Romna just appointed Pastor Marshall Hatch, Reverend Marshall Hatch, he just appointed them to the um, Chicago State University Board of Trustees. <laughs> Fourth line, line mics we have now. We got uh, we have Corey Booker, we have James Beeks, Jermaine Hartman, now Marshall Hatch. I thought we three blind mics, now we have four. Man, Dude, the guy doesn't even have a teaching degree. The only thing he teaches theology and 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 and, and Harvard Div- uh, Divinity School. He went to stuff like he he teaches theology. The man doesn't don't know how to teach reading, math, arithmetic, even something we don't even agree with. But see, the problem, like like we've been talking about on the network. Now we've I've done at least forty shows. You've done like a couple of hundred. We talked about this for the last four years. Yeah. We talked about it, and we're still talking about it. So it's not like it's not like it's real super. You got to get into something real deep to understand what's going on right now. All you got to no. do is pay attention and 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 get out of that thin skin that you're in and deal with it. You're right. You're right. Black people, unfortunately, don't want nothing to do with the truth. Nothing to do with the truth. They they talk it, and I'm not talking about all black people. I'm getting tired of saying that and, and, and prefacing what I'm saying by saying that because I know people be tripping out. 
And they say, well, all black people like black damn it, I'm not saying that. I'm talking you know who the hell I'm talking about. Don't play games. I'm talking about black people wanna know the damn truth. They don't react to the truth. They react to what makes them comfortable. And the truth does not make them comfortable because the truth is a mother something. It's too deep. And how much time you got for the gentleman? I got a couple of minutes. Couple of minutes, okay. Well I'm gonna play in, in a little bit. I'm gonna play uh some clips to to justify my point, as long, as long as they're being entertained, it's okay. But when it breaks down to seriousness, uh, and, and if they have a gripe in the first place, they'll escalate it and, and hate on uh, that individual. They'll, I'll show you later. But go ahead, man. I don't want to interrupt you. I know you don't have much time. Go ahead and throw in what, what, what you got, brother. No, I, I just want to get everybody to understand, um, we are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. We try to bring out the truth when we see it, and we're trying to bring it to you in simple forms that you can understand. We're not trying to, to, to um, dilute your intelligence. We're not even trying to um, um, put you in a situation where you're going to feel uncomfortable. We want you to feel comfortable enough to at least call in and express exactly. yourself. We're yes. not trying to get you to uh, join those sides. We're not going to pussyfoot around nothing. We're not going to even sugarcoat it. It's just talk. And if you've got an ounce of freaking sense and you see this and you don't say anything about it, you are the problem. That's me. That's, 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 that's pretty much what I need to say. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate that, Brother Jim. Be safe going to the gig, man. I'll talk with you. We'll keep in touch, man. Okay, bet. All right, now. That was Brother Jimmy Williams, the host of Real People from the Hood, every Monday night on this same station. And, yeah, we're not trying to, and I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but sometimes you gotta, you just got to put it out there the way it is. I don't, I don't mean no harm. I mean to just... Come at you with a different angle because we're not looking in the right direction. We're not looking in the right direction. Things it's, it's happening right here in front of your face. It's not up there in the sky. It's not it's, it's, the power is not outside of you. The power is within you. But that's not what you're being taught on Sundays. You're taught to look outside of yourself for a power that you have within yourself that you can reach from meditating. That you can seek, acknowledge, and embrace that power. It works for me. You do what works for you. I hope it's really genuinely working for you because sometimes you may think it is and it is not. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rauner is, I tell you, he so far has appointed three preachers to positions, James Meeks, Cory Booker, now Marshall Hatch. And, of course, he also has uh, Hermine Hartman, who's not a preacher, but uh, I'm not sure what's worse than that. But if anybody can come up with something worse than that, then maybe I'll, you know, put that title on her. Uh, it's sickening. But anyway, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a uh, old-school break, and then when we come back, I'm going to, uh, when I was talking about, uh, you know, Bill Cosby and, you know, was he right? A lot of people were really, really pissed off at what he said about black people. I just recently listened to uh, some of that again, just to get a clear frame of mind. Because before I was just kind of taking hearsay, but I heard it myself, and I said, you know what? People are not really listening to what he's saying for whatever reason. I also have a clip from Chris Rock who talks about black people. I also have a clip from Minister Farrakhan who talks about 
some black people. Now, I haven't heard any hate from Minister Farrakhan and Chris Rock, except for those who we know, whatever. But I've heard a lot, man, Bill Cosby just stirred up a whole kind of mess just by telling what I believe to be the truth. What he said was true, and he meant it not from despite or hate. I believe he meant it from love. We come back. I'm going to play a clip from each one and let you decide uh, whatever you want to decide. So we'll be right back. Uh, we really will be right back. for he has earned street recognition for putting ammunition into so many other 
hurting so many mothers with a gun he found just laying around. Now the table has turned, because his mother just learned her son lay dead from a bullet to his head. Carrying a gun doesn't make you number one. A finger on a trigger doesn't make you any bigger. While you squeeze and fire, let another child lay dead. Some say with nerve, justice was served. He got what he deserved. While a mother and or father cry tears that flow like water, then tomorrow someone's daughter becomes a victim to the slaughter. As we bury our young, those knowing turn and run, not wanting to snitch and tell who fired the gun. Red light cameras have a perfect view. Over the line, a ticket mailed to you. Blue light cameras on poles everywhere. Do they even function or are they just up there? We call on politicians and the leaders of religions to start up a petition to pray for intervention and hold to the conviction there is a resolution to give us the solution to save this generation from a plague of destruction, this violent eruption of not living life, just ending someone's life. Give them a voice to tell why they make this choice. Let their story be told about being so cold. Let them talk about their pain so that we may gain an understanding why so many had to die. And understanding why they think if someone dies, it will exterminate the lives of the colors they despise, which in truth is a disguise. It's a symbol worn for lack because no one had their back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take this city back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take our city back. Take it back. And that was Dynamic Sister Deborah Allison, our South Shore High School alumni, Poet Laureate, Sister Deborah Allison. Uh, I want to say one more thing before I play these couple of clips that as far as the police, I, I kind of jumped off that. But as far as the police are concerned, as far as needing more training, they don't need any training. All they need is to be held accountable. That's all they need is to be held accountable. If they're held accountable, that right there is their lesson that they will not forget that they can't do that BS that they're doing. The system needs to hold them accountable. If the system can't hold them accountable, then by any means they, they should be held accountable, period. They should have a reason to fear. They should fear prison, or they should fear having to look having to look over their shoulder. They should fear uh, people picking in the front of their house. They're in the bowling league. Maybe you know who, who knows, but whatever means necessary. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Just just allow this to happen and let them thumb their nose up and say we ain't gonna do nothing about it, and we just take it. I don't know. But they have to have a reason to fear. Hopefully that fear will come from being held accountable, being prosecuted, indicted, and going taking their asses to jail. Okay. Now, back to uh, we're killing each other. We're acting in a way. I, I've seen just today, not too long ago, I, I've seen videos uh, on my Facebook timeline from other Facebook friends that put on there. Uh, just uh, females just fighting, just throwing down, pulling hair, and just going all out. I mean, just hate. I mean, just oh, I'm seeing teenagers, kids with Glocks with guns. They have on Facebook someone with a phone, 
uh, uh, videotaping them shooting their pistols in the street. I mean, come on. Come on. We, we are a lost people, and we are three generations into this. We watch, I mean, too many watching around. They, 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 we talk to just, oh, don't worry about it. Let go, let God. They're okay. That's not working. Now, we need to hold on and let ourselves get in this mix and do something. As you do, that is God doing. That's your God working it. Got folks waiting for it outside. But anyway, let me play this. I'm going to start with Chris Rock. This is what Chris Rock had to say about black people. Just check, check it out. You may think it's funny. It's, it's humorous, but if you have a point, here we go. Now, we got a lot of things, a lot of racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people, too. <laughs> Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. There's some shit going on with black people right now. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. And niggas have got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, it's that ass niggas fuck it up.
But in 2007, you the enemy. It's black people killing black people. Black people robbing black people. Black people raping black people. I'm talking to you. You gangbangers know the principle of retaliation. But you are retaliating on the cheapest of principles. You are not retaliating because of oppression, injustice. You are retaliating because you don't like the color that your brother is wearing. You don't like the gang that he's a part of. You don't like the area of the city that he comes from. And he may be encroaching upon your drug market. So you retaliate. We are not talking about that. And I cannot call for retaliation in matters of the slain when you have become the number one slayers of yourself and your own people. The 60s were different. 50 years later, the context is different. God is retaliating in his own way. But this murder that is going on in our own community makes it difficult for me to make the right and necessary call for your justice. On any given Saturday night in cities across this nation, it's we killing each other. You make it easy for racist police to kill you because you are busy killing yourself. But if you stopped and became a community that respects the life of each other and will protect the life of each other and will protect your women and your girls. And if an enemy of that peace comes in among us, Okay, that was a clip by Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay, now he's saying, talking about the same element that Chris Rock is talking about, Chris Rock used humor. Minister Farrakhan was bringing it from the hip with the truth, uncut truth. Anybody disagree with what Minister Farrakhan is saying? You don't. You think he's being hard on black people? You think he's got a problem with black people? He hates black people because he said what he said? Or was he right? Well, that's something that we need to hear, what we need to take heed to, what we need to listen to as a people, instead of being so damn defensive when the truth is being told about ourselves. Change the damn truth, and, it's, and the truth told about you will probably change, at least among us. Like he, Mr. Farrakhan said, uh, we tend to give them an excuse to kill us. That, that don't make it right. I'm not saying that. Don't trip. Don't start that. 
I'm saying that you know what I'm talking about. I'm saying that all too often our actions and the things that we do trigger that satanic, racist, supremacist hate towards us. Not that we should kiss his butt, but we do have to be a little smarter. Okay, I'm going to play the last one. This is Bill Cosby. This is what Bill Cosby said. Now, you heard Chris Rock. You heard Vanessa Farrakhan. Now, this is what Bill Cosby said. Just hanging there. Look, he's coming right up.
what did he say that wasn't true that we don't need to adjust among ourselves is going to cause you a problem? I don't get it. I don't get it. People just go ballistic. Oh, Bill Cosby, this Bill Cosby. Well, I mean, Bill Cosby, well, you know, hey, Bill Cosby said what he is seeing going on out here, and I, quite frankly, I see the same thing. But we shouldn't say anything. That's part of my problem. See, we don't want to hear that because it makes you uncomfortable. It takes you out of your comfort zone. You just want to chill. Well, you know, you see where that's gotten us, right? We've got to address our problem. We've got to accept the truth. We've got to reach into ourselves, seek, acknowledge, and embrace our spiritual powers. The resolution, the solution starts within the individual. It's got to be in your hands. You can't leave it in no mysterious hands that you can't even explain. Come on now. Let's get real. Let's be real with this. What Bill Cosby said, what Chris Rock said, and his humorous rape, what Mr. Farrakhan said, they were all on point. All three. You disagree? You ain't feeling that? Call and tell me. I listen. I hear you. I mean, I hope you can say something that, you know, that uh, can resonate within myself, but I just think that what they said was the truth. I could have said that in a hell of a whole lot more. You guys would be hating me before this show is over if I was to really go in on that, which I don't plan to do tonight, but I, I've gone into it on other shows. I don't pull no punches. That's our problem. But anyway, so I'm going to uh, move on, on, on off of that and uh, talk about these. Uh, and the Republican Party, the Republican Party, the Republican Party, man, you're talking about a circus. Ignorant, ignorant. I just happened to watch uh, the last debate, and I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched enough to to see that I had no sense in me sitting there watching it because it was so ignorant. These guys acting like kids in the lunchroom. Uh, they had no respect to, for anybody. They didn't make any sense. This is Rubio, Trump, uh, what's the other boy's name, uh, Rafael, Rafael Cruz, Ted Cruz. It's really Raphael, but they call him Ted for whatever reason. But uh, all I can do is shake my head. These politicians, if this is the best that we can come up with to run for an office, the most powerful office, so-called, in the country, that's a sad state for this country. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, oh, hell no. I mean, I appreciate uh, all of the freedom fighters. I appreciate what everything has done to give us the right to vote. So we have the option to do so if we chose to. I appreciate that. I respect that. But you got to give me something to work with. You, you can't just throw up the Hillary Clinton on me and say, oh, well, it's, uh, well, you know, the Supreme Court depends on that. You know, it's, well, you still need to do this. Well, if it's that important, then you should put somebody up front who is more worthwhile than this thing. I'm sorry. For you Hillary Clinton fans, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan at all, or her husband. They are dirt. They are foxes. And Donald Trump, we have the wolf. And one thing about Donald Trump that I'm enjoying is that the Republican Party hates him. 
he is going against them. He is defying all they BS, and I'm like, I'm loving seeing one of their own, and they're trying to do everything they can to get this man out of the race. But at the same time, he's winning the he's winning the primaries. So there are people who do want this guy. I don't want to do. Believe me, I don't. But they're doing all they can to get this man out, which says, you know, typically anything that the Republicans are against, I'm for. This is an exception, but I am enjoying this circus. I am getting tickled to death off this circus. These people are showing their insane, insane, insane satanic hate. Satanic ignorance. Mitch McConnell, what does he say? It'll be a snowball's day in hell before they uh, appoint or uh, approve of any of President Obama's uh, choice for Supreme Court justice before he even picks anybody. These people are so full of hate, it's pathetic. They're they going to mess around with OH. You know, we have people that OD, overdose drugs. They're going to overhate. They're going to just fall out one day. And the coroner won't come in and say, OH. The hateful MFs. I'm telling you, these guys are something else. And gals on that Republican Party. It is crazy. Now, Hillary, I've been saying that I wouldn't vote for that thing if she was the only one in the race. And people tell me, well, a, a, a non-vote for Hillary is a vote for, for Donald Trump. Bullshit. A vote for Donald Trump is a vote for Donald Trump. A vote for Hillary is a vote for Hillary. Why can't a non-vote be a vote for Hillary? Why does it have to be for Donald Trump? Don't play that game with me. If you vote and I vote, I vote for a third party, and y'all vote for Hillary, Hillary will win. I'm not going to trip on that. See, because, I mean, you got to present somebody who's going to stand and be right. I'm, this is the best, the worst, the two evils and all that. I've been doing that all my life. You know, I don't know. It, it, it's just a shame that there has to be uh, the Supreme Court situation that supposed to give Hillary the boost. But i tell you one thing. This is what I truly believe. This is what I truly believe. I believe that somehow, some way, that this guy, Donald Trump, just might be headed to the White House. Don't say it can't happen because they said Barack Obama couldn't happen. And look what happened. Who'd have thought it? Donald Trump. Wouldn't that be something? But you know what that would do? I believe it would wake us the hell up. We better wake up. We're on our way to Jim Crow Revisited or whatever. With Hillary, I think it would just keep us asleep because we'd be satisfied, especially a lot of the females, the feminists, oh, who just want a female president. They don't give a damn. They want a, they want a woman president, woman president. Nothing else matters. Female president. And be satisfied, and we continue on sleeping. Donald Trump, oh, we hit, we kind of hit a little rock bottom. We have no choice but to wake up. That might be what the hell we need—a wake-up call. Sometimes you got to be slapped upside the head and take a step back to get around the BS and move forward. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking out loud. This is what I believe. Tell me what you think. This is what I think.
And Donald Trump, this is what Joanne Reed of, of MSNBC said. She said, Donald Trump may not be as brilliant as he claims he is, but he's not stupid. It's true. Just a damn fool. I'm saying that. And she goes on to say, he understands who he's attracting. And that was in response to uh, Trump's being endorsed by the white nationalist supremacist group. He knows what he's doing, even though he lied and said that he had to do some research on the Ku Klux Klan because uh, he wasn't really too into it, didn't really know him, so he, he couldn't uh, repudiate him or denounce him until he does some more research. Ain't that a bitch. Michelle Alexander, who is the uh, author of uh, The New Jim Crow, outstanding book, who says uh, you ought to be careful about uh, just jumping up and just, you know, putting out the red carpet for Hillary. Because they'll say, well, she wasn't the president, her husband was, but yes, she supported what her husband did. The mass incarceration, the welfare. You know, he, he said he wasn't going to let any Republican out, outdo him on the war against crime, and he proceeded to make all these moves just to prove, to, to use the black people to prove to the world that he's tough on crime. Or three strikes and you're out. We can even say three strikes and you're in. But, uh, you know, enough of the Clintons. Enough of the Bushes. Trump, all I can say is it's unfortunate that we weren't presented with better options. I'm going to take another break and come back and talk a little bit more about uh, there's a, a serious election coming up next month, and the, the future of Chicago, in my opinion, depends on uh, this election. Uh, it is probably one of the most important elections of the history of the city, and uh, I'll talk about a little more when we come back. We'll be right back.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. And we are back. We are back. And, man, I tell you, uh, Chicago, Chicago, my hometown. I love my hometown and, uh, I hope they can do me proud next month. Uh, next month, I believe personally that the future of Chicago, maybe not the permanent future, but show enough the immediate future of Chicago is at stake. If the voters don't get out and vote out that Cook County State's Attorney Anita Alvarez, the lady is a corrupt skunk. She is a farce. Uh, she does not give a damn about justice uh, when it pertains to holding law enforcement accountable for crime. Crimes like murder, cold-blooded murder, in the streets, on videotape. Don't even want to release the tape. Don't want people to see it. And as soon as the judge decided that he was going to allow people to see it, the next day is when they started talking about it, releasing it, making up the lies. That thing has the nerve to say that she's done nothing wrong. She's locked up innocent people. One brother, Howard, now, Morgan shot 28 times, 28 times. And she had him in prison until he received a pardon from the governor. And then she was talking about trying to try him again. The lady is a witch. She is an evil, evil witch. If you look at the – I put a couple of pictures on Facebook recently. Uh, one of them was uh, Mitch McConnell, and one was uh, Bruce Rauner, the governor of Illinois. And you have to sometimes just look at the face of these people. And I mean, look at it with intent, with a focus, to see what I see, if you can see that. To see the hate, the satanic hate in the face of these people, with that bullshit forced smile that they have on front of the camera. Anita Alvarez, if she is reelected as the Cook County State's Attorney in Chicago, Boy, I tell you, black folks going to pay, going to pay, going. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
You think she said she ain't nothing wrong now? You think she ain't going to show you who the hell you think you are trying to remove me from office if she get reelected again? You better get with it, people. Because the next one could be your kid. It could be you. It could be your parent, your grandkid. It could be somebody you love. Cut down in cold blood on videotape, and you know they have it, and the witnesses saw what happened, and you have a Cook County State's attorney who refuses to release the tape, who refuses to indict police officers, who lie, who keep it secret. I'm telling you people, next month, in March, I believe it's the 16th, it's either the 15th or 16th, Middle of the month, you've got to get out there. You've got to spread the word. You, you, you. Don't leave it in the hands of nothing else. Because that something else ain't going to go to the polls and vote for you. you got to get out and do this. This is the most important time right now in Chicago. That thing out of office and get Sister Kim Fox in office. Kim Fox is the only candidate who has come out and openly said that she would welcome an independent prosecutor, a special prosecutor to come in and investigate these cases that take place when police are cold-blooded murdering innocent citizens. A special prosecutor. Take it out of the hands of the Cook County State's Attorney so you can't do no patronage, can't play favorites like Anita Alvarez has been doing. She is adamant that she doesn't want a special prosecutor. She doesn't think it's necessary. After all that damn witch is done, she don't think it's necessary. And the thing about it is, she knows it's necessary. She knows she's lying, but she wants you to believe what she's saying. She don't even believe what she's saying, but she's saying what she wants you to believe, which is how they do it. The time is coming up. You all better spread the word. You better encourage each other to get out there. Get out there. Just talk about it. Just make some chatter. Chatter, 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 chatter. Keep the conversation going. Talk about it. Let people know what's coming up. we got to do this. we got to get her out of office. She has to go. All this time, people talking about they want her to resign. She should resign. Well, she don't have to. I don't want her to resign. I want the people to resign her. That's what I want. I want the people to fire her, to take her out of office. I don't want her to quit. I want us to remove her with our vote. If we don't, it's going to be a sad state. It's going to be a sad state in Chicago. It's, it's, it's going to be terrible. You've got to get that thing out of office. Hopefully we can get Rahm out of there. That's another story. All of a sudden I'm seeing uh, front-page newspaper pictures of him sitting at there cheesing with black folk, with armpit butt-licking sambo black folk, Sitting up there taking pictures with this dude after all he's done. Covering up these same murderers, lying. This is the same man President Obama endorsed and backed for mayor. The same president who ain't said shit since all of this has taken place. Now people say, well, he's the president of the United States. Yeah, well, he was the same president when he endorsed Rahm Emanuel. As president, since he endorsed him, he can speak out and say something about this dude's shenanigans. 
Hell, I'm just a regular dude. I'm not a Harvard professor. I'm not a lawyer or attorney or president. I'm just a you know, plain old dude who lives every day and see what I see and pay attention to what's going on. And hell, Rami Lightyear was crooked. He's a crook. These speed light cameras in Chicago, these red light cameras in Chicago, these speeding cameras in Chicago, rather, but any red light cameras in Chicago, is a farce. It's, it's criminally. It's all criminal. Money. And every time Chicago does something to get money, next thing you know, they always turn around and say that they need more money. Well, maybe if they held the damn police accountable, they could save damn near a billion dollars with that. How about that? Instead of paying off people for your police misconduct and not putting them cops in prison. And then if you're in Chicago, you, you mistakenly run a red light, you happen to be going 35 and a 30, something like that, you can get a ticket on the mail. If you don't pay the ticket in the 21 days, the damn ticket doubles. What kind of shit is that? That's criminal. No other entity, no other bill that you can have, say you missed 30 days on any bill, the price, it ain't going to double. $5 more, $10 more, but double? So you get a $100 ticket, you can't pay it in three weeks, it's equal, now you owe 200 Chicago is so damn crooked. Chicago is so crooked, it's pathetic. It, it is pathetic, but... First things first, what's coming up next month in March, that thing out of office. Cook County State's Attorney Anita Alvarez has to go. The future of Chicago is at stake. Kim Fox must be brought in to clean up this mess. Okay. Man, uh, man the Flint water crisis. Man, can, can you imagine living in Flint? Can you imagine living in Flint with lead water clogged your pipe? And, they, and everybody's sending all these bottles of water, and that's a, that's a nice gesture, but these bottles of water are being reported and sent as though that's resolving the problem. I wonder how many bottles of that water you got to pour in the tub to take a damn bath. And what kind of gas fields and electric bills they have if they have to heat up the damn water to clean up, clean up the water just a little bit. People are drinking that. People are going swimming, swimming in that crap. Hotels are there. I mean, this is somebody has got to be held accountable. Somebody's got to do some time. This is this is just about manslaughter here. They knew that water was poison. It didn't matter. They didn't realize it was going to snowball and escalate the way it has. I do believe Michigan will be held accountable. I do believe he will be held accountable. I hope I'm right. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, man, you know that you're sitting there poisoning the whole city and are doing nothing about it. People are wicked, wicked, wicked. The Republicans have not said one word about Flint. Nothing. As a matter of fact, Jeb Bush had the damn nerve before he did the uh, the obvious that he should have done a long time ago. He said that the governor did a good job in dealing with the Flint water situation. Can you imagine that? And these are people who are talking about running for president. This is a mad, 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 mad world. It really is. Man, 
How about Clarence Thomas, man? Clarence Thomas, Anton Scalia died. His 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 ass lick is, is ain't hitting no more because he was showing up. Man, I, I they they should have removed Scalia's ass so and gave it to Clarence Thomas as a as a lollipop. Because uh, all of a sudden, after ten years, that sambo has something to say about an issue. This is what I this is what I read. Reliable sources, more than one. He decides to break his heart. After 10 years on the court, he hasn't had anything to say about any issue. He's just been sitting there. Like the spook who sat on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas is a disgrace. He really is. He's a Sambo monkey. Ignorant. Ignorant. And George Bush the first. George Bush had the nerve to say, well, he didn't have the nerve because he was right. He said, well, hey, damn, he said that Clarence Jordan was the best man for the job. And you know what? George Bush Sr., he, he was correct. Clarence Thomas was the best man for the job to do what the Republicans needed a black man to do. They could not have found a better porch monkey, house Negro, than Clarence Thomas to, 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 to serve their cause. So, yes. Big Bush was correct. Clarence Thomas was the best one for the job. Yep. Man, I've been ranting. I've been wanting to. Uh, I have so much more to say. I'm not going to try to go in. I don't want to get all scatterbrained on you. But uh, these are just issues that, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, damn it, every day. I read the news, watch the news, and I end up shaking my head. At the things that are going on that just, I mean, I'm looking right at it, happening in our face, and we're just sitting there letting it happen. And now we have a caller. I'll bring the caller on. Last four digits, zero seven four seven. Caller, are you with me? Hi, hi, Keith. This is Rosita Chitanda. How are you? Hey, Rosita, how are you? Rosita I'm is. I'm fine, and I was listening to you, and I wanted to just say something about Anita Alvarez. Yes. And Tim Fox, and I have been watching this, uh, the commercials, and I want people to pay close attention to what Anita Alvarez is doing. Not only has she criminalized our children, uh, did not follow through with the Laquan McDonald case, and she's really handling Kim Fox in almost a similar way when she these ads that she's putting out where basically she's calling Kim a criminal, and that is what Anita Alvarez thinks of our entire community. Uh, When she was on CNN and they asked her about the young men that had been falsely accused, and she made the statement that uh, they could have... um, uh, raped the one, killed the woman, and then somebody else came and raped her after the DNA was found, and they were released. She didn't want to release them, saying that someone could have raped a dead body. Now, what's the possibility of that? So she said that on the air with look. She has shown our community exactly what she thinks of all of us. And it doesn't matter what level you on. Her answer about Kim Fox lying. And I, I, my hat goes off to Kim Fox in the way that she has handled this idiot, mm-hmm. that she has not resorted to the same kind of low-life, uh, you know, tactics that Anita Alvarez is using. And I will say, 
she's appealing to her base because yes. a lot of times these immigrants come over here and uh, they get with the program in terms of white supremacy and how they deal with us. And um, she thinks that if she can say these things, that Kim's a crook, that she's a liar, she will appeal to the racist element in our society, just like, you know, what's going on with Donald Trump. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's appealing to that base, that, that hate hate field base that has mm-hmm. always been in our country. And I just want to close by saying this. For years, when I was on my jobs, when I called racism, when I saw it, I called it for what it was. I have lost jobs because I have let these white folks know when they are being racist. Mm-hmm. And they don't like it. They want you to sit and take their crap, and they want to dish out all this systemic racism, and then you sit there like, like you said, like a little coon, and and take it. And so we we gotta push the envelope now. Everywhere you go, I'm telling everybody, call it out. Don't take it. If it, if you see them doing something, because this is a fight that our generation didn't fight, and we've left it to these children who are trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling everybody, especially those who are over 50, shame on that generation, because they got a few rights after Dr. King died and Malcolm X died, and they did absolutely nothing. That's why we are here where we are today. They let them tell them, don't play the race card. Remember that? You know, for 20 years, if you said the race card, we should have all been playing the race card, everybody, Mm -hmm. and we would not be here today. Absolutely. So I just wanted to say that. I appreciate it. Uh, well, Leo, are you coming on this uh, this coming Sunday? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, I want the people to know that uh, Rosita Satanda is uh, she does a show uh, every other Sunday on this same network. Uh, Teach for the call, uh, Teach for the Future. Uh, call C A U S E. And what is that for? C A U S E, uh, Rosita. Chicago Alliance of Urban School Educators. Okay, and she has a great show on Sundays, uh, this coming Sunday at 7 o'clock, and we talk about education and the Chicago Teachers Union and the public school system. And Rosita will break it down and tell you things that the media will not tell you. So I hope you tune in. Yes, I hope you Thank you. Take care. We'll talk with you later now. Yeah, Rosita is uh, very, very, very knowledgeable. She knows the uh, school system and the tricks and the politics within it, inside and out. She knows the teacher's unit, the tricks and the politics, inside and out, and she will spell it out for you uh, with pride. And I'm proud to have her as a part of this uh, We Are Everyday People Global Internet Radio Network. So, man, you know what? Did you hear about, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Michael Jordan got a new shoe out, and they say the lines with that doggone $200 gym shoe is like around the doggone corner. I don't know if anybody, well, I know people my age, but if you remember the old Regal Theater uh, when, you know, the taxis to come in and the lines be around the corner. I know people from the Apollo can relate because they're the same concept pretty much. And people are standing in line to buy a dog on Jim's shoe. Man, all I can do is shake my head. All I can do is shake my head. I don't need to say more about it. It's, it's just a damn shame the things that we deem important to us and, 
I just hope that we can get a similar line, a similar line next month at the voting booth to get Anita Alvarez out of office. She has to go. So I'm going to take uh, one more break, and uh, when I come back, I'll just close it out. I'll tell you about uh, a couple more things. Just, just stay with me for a few more minutes. We'll be all right. If you want to chime in and uh, got something to say, I'll, I'll hold it open for you. But I'll take another old school break, and uh, we'll be right back. I'm back, and uh, before I close, I want to just acknowledge a couple of, uh, well, one particular business here. I know that a lot of uh, individuals uh, own homes. A lot of them may own a building, uh, uh, who knows what, hotel, whatever you have, uh, whatever your foundation is, and sometimes that, uh, unfortunately, you might need exterminating. You might need, you just something may just get in there and start multiplying. You need to do something about it. I'm going to introduce you all in the Chicago area to People's Pest Control. They're licensed and insured. People's Pest Control, licensed and insured, uh, owned by uh, Brother Roy Shelby, Chicago. Uh, his number is 866-773-5047. That's Brother Roy Shelby. 
866-773-5047. Licensed and insured. Pest control specialist. Uh, if you need uh, your building uh, made over, if you need it uh, checked out, and uh, for any any pest, whatever you may have, whatever issue you may have, uh, inside or uh, around side, uh, give Brother Roy Shelby a call, and uh, you all work something out, and he'll take care of you. But uh, very worthy, trustworthy, high integrity, Brother Roy Shelby. You all, uh, if you need Pest control, please give Brother Roy a call. Uh, Orca and all that, you know, they you want you to sign a contract and get into a program. You don't have to go through all that. You can get, get with Brother Roy Shelby, and he will take care of your foundation. He'll take care of uh, what's under your roof. So that's Brother Roy Shelby. One more time, his phone number is 866-773-5047. Tomorrow night, I'm going to tell you again, I talked about it in the beginning. I said I'd talk about it more. I'm going to talk about it right now. I'm going to talk about the new musical Renaissance on the south side of Chicago uh, at the Quarry, the Quarry Event Center. That's 2423 East 75th Street. That is right on the corner of 75th and Phillips. That is the home of Mo Better Jazz Chicago. Mo Better Jazz Chicago. Every Friday evening from 7 o'clock to 11.30. Starting at 7 o'clock, uh, they have three sets to 11.30. It is only $10 to get in. Okay. Let me, re- let me repeat that. Okay. This costs $10 to get in. Now, we're talking about world-class jazz, world-class bands of musicians who have played all over the world. World-class. It is, I've been there many times, it is the most uh, beautiful, small venue. Uh, it is a loving vibe. Uh, everybody's on point. Uh, you feel a part of a family. It is very, very nice. It is clean. The washrooms are sparkling. Uh, they have food and drinks. No, it's not free. But they do have food and drinks. And they have secured parking. Now, let me tell you about that secured parking. They have brothers on point, their security. When you pull up and go in that parking lot, or even if you pull up and you are on the street, they're standing out there. They will walk you from your car inside. They will walk you from inside after the show to your car. If it is raining, they will walk with you and put an umbrella over your head. These brothers are, should be highly commended. We talked about them uh, when I interviewed Brother Darius a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned all of their names. Uh, I don't have the names, but I tell you, the security brothers there are on point, and they should be commended. People working inside, everything about the place is just beautiful. It's all the things that you, a lot of people say that we should be, how they like things to be when we go out and be amongst ourselves. But I tell you, when you go to the quarry on Friday evenings from 7 to 1130 for Moped Jazz Chicago, that's what you're going to get. And one of the first things you're going to see when you walk in that door is the owner, Brother Darius Lawrence, standing there shaking hands and greeting you as you walk in. A class act. Class act. Tomorrow at the quarry for Mo Better Jazz Chicago, they're going to have Brother Edwin Doherty, a world-class saxophonist, performing. Get out there to the quarry. Entertain yourself. Treat yourself to some great world-class jazz. And support the local business 
in the neighborhood, man. Brother Darius is doing a great job. Brother Darius, uh, Renee Carr, uh, Lolo Lomax, uh, Chef Brother Ish- Ish- Ishmael. Uh, great, great, great job. I mean, you can go out there and check it out for yourself. And uh, let me know what you thought. That's at the Quarry Event Center tomorrow evening, every Friday evening, 7 to 1130, 75th and Phillips. Mo Better Jazz, tomorrow featuring Brother Edmund Doherty. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll shut it down. I appreciate uh, everybody who's listening. I see some people on the lines now who just choose to listen and don't want to talk, and that's fine. I appreciate the fact that you've taken time out of your day to listen to me, to listen here. I hope it was worth your while. I hope that I'm saying some things that, you know, makes, at least make sense to you. You know, you, you ain't, you ain't uh, listening to me and saying, man, who the hell is this Negro? He don't know what the hell he's talking about. I think it'll make a whole lot of sense. And I don't know everything, and I'm not always right. But even when I'm wrong, my intention is right. But I'm just giving it to you from my heart based on what I know and understand, and I hope you can appreciate and respect that. Okay. On that note, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace and good night.
Radio Network.